Welcome back. Episode 73. Uh, we return to a planet familiar to us. Uh, a planet well known to us all. Uh, a planet well versed in political intrigue and uh, subtlety does not exist. Uh, That's right. The monster of Peladon. I hate this. What is the monster of Peladon, dear? This episode, all of it, that it's the true monster, mm. honestly. I know, I know. I don't, I'm going to be honest, I don't know if I'm more upset about this or that one other episode with the ocean people. I don't the know. The underwater menace. Yeah. Well, why do you hate this one? I don't I hate this one. It literally has my least favorite characters. It's arguing for the sake of fucking arguing over nothing because everyone's like, I'm just going to be a p- piece of shit and backstab you because I can. <sighs> don't you make anime it's moans at me? arguing for the sake of arguing. It... <sighs> like, Doctor Who has its fair share of arguing for the sake of arguing. This is not a... Well, if they just sat down and talked, it would be, like, there's actual reasons why some characters don't sit down and talk. Yes, and also there but is, the like, main character that's the issue... If they sat down and issue, talked, it wouldn't solve the problem. Yes, but the main character that is the issue just won't listen to anyone and is a fucking asshole, and I hate him. Because that's... I mean, it's it's obviously taken to a hyperbolic degree, but that's kind of the point. Yeah, I know. Of, of and it's almost like, hey, about you could pull it back. Eyes. You could pull it back like five centimeters and it'd be fine. It's whatever. I hate it. Everything's bad. I mean, to be it's honest, bad. I would hate it regardless because I don't think it's the the, the bluntness that you have a problem it with. It has the Ice Warriors in it. Fuck this episode. Mm. For one. Anyway... Um, we see a castle in a storm. There's some dudes with bad wigs rolling a machine through an area. Then Agador shows up and melts a dude. They aren't apparently producing enough Do you of something. Want to remind people what Agador is? Nope. In case those. Okay, so Agador is the elf-looking monster that is essentially the symbol of this planet. It is their, their, not god, but it is their protector. It is a like like a dragon is for certain cultures on Earth, uh, Agador is to them. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Alf shows up, melts a dude. Apparently there's now a princess instead of a prince. Also, the penis is back. Uh, there's an orangutan that shows up, and he's like, we're being sabotaged, so they don't use the lance. Please show it off so it calms them down. And they're like, we need more of this ore, trisilicate, whatever the fuck, to stop this war that we're in. And the princess is like, hey, my dad wanted us to be in the Federation. We got to do this. So Chancellor dude goes to pray to the fucking elf statue again. And a man in armor gets all scared when the TARDIS swoops in. And the scanner's fucked up. And Sarah's like, this place is a piece of shit. Why do you want to be here? And the doctor's like, wow, you're an asshole. And then listen, look, look, someone died. Please don't let him test the lasers, says some of the bad wig people. And then look at the laser go, and it made that fucking wall blow up. Woo! 
but then uh, a humming thing comes out of the tunnel like a noise and then it's Alf and it kills the orangutan man and Sarah and the doctor rush around feeling chased and head into the temple of Agador which is bad and then the guards show up and they're going to get killed again for being in the fucking temple too bad the king isn't here and they think the doctor is Sarah's master and the doctor's like I liked your dad he was cool I'm the doctor and then Penis shows up and goes oh hey look it's the doctor uh, release him and then they do and then everyone's being an asshole to Sarah but Sarah's also like I am a strong independent woman and I don't need your shit and then a bad wig men are wanting to speak to the queen but some of them want to start a fight instead and then one go dude goes hey I'll fight anyway while they talk because fuck him and he goes to, the leader goes to talk and he's like please send the federation home and then the other bad wigs attack and apparently, even though they want to do peace, someone attacked them, so they have to attack back. The Federation has to attack back. And the Trisilicate is going to be what wins the war. And then the Wigs break into the armory, only to find that there's another door. And this dude in a plastic suit goes, I'll just watch them die, it's fine. Because they can't get through that door. And then they're t he's taken captive. And they attack him and take his sword. The doctor's like, I just want to talk to him, please. This this bad wig dude. And Sarah gets fucking terrified of the giant penis and then apologizes to it. And then the miners ask the queen uh, and mentions a rebellion. And he's like, please don't. And then the doctor shows up with his captive. The doctor fights it off some of the guards so he can run away. And then we find out that Ultron is a dick. And the doctor goes, please listen. There's going to be some shit if you kill the leader. And she's like, all right, sure. Uh, figure some stuff out. But then Ultron goes and sends out the guards anyways to kill everybody. Meanwhile, the Wigs are planting bombs, and the Queen's Champion goes with the Doctor head into the tunnel to look around, and then the miners are like, fuck it, we're just gonna kill everyone for no reason. And then they're caught in the cave, uh, cave-in, of course, killing them both. Actually, no, they're fine, but we see a weird Agador light that freaks out and Kills the champion in this episode. Part, sorry, whatever. That is part one. Mm hmm So, Monster of Peladon. This specific episode is something that they've talked about, but this is probably the most direct, although in saying that this is the message they're trying to get across is more to explain things for kids, they still kind of make it a bit vague. So... I don't know how much you know about mining strikes and mining unions and mining uh, regulations and uh, conditions in 1973, dear, mm -hmm. in Britain. But we kind of need to talk about it uh, briefly. So in uh, 71 to 72, um, they, there was massive mining strikes. Uh, it was simply about, you know, getting a, enough money to live on. Uh, so the miners weren't getting enough and they wanted a reasonable uh, pay rise. Uh, and eventually the government came around and, and you know, uh, the same view that uh, all of the British public had, which was, yeah, give them the fucking pay rise. Um, although... Uh, it is needed to mention that um, there were multiple power cuts due to the strikes and everything, to the point of setting schedules of, you know, only 
three days a week to do certain things and power had to be cut off at this time, uh, which the government at the time uh, tended to exaggerate the problem of no energy, so they would restrict things further in a hope to make the public turn against the miners, so the miners would lose all support and they would give up wanting, you know, livable wages. Um, it kind of fucked up for them. They didn't get that because they announced an election. They completely lost because they were so out of touch. Um, and, you know, in the end, the miners did get m concessions and basically some sort of pay rise. Um, although miners had enough coming in, uh, amount that they got uh, for all the risk and illness that they endured, uh, it was only as much as anyone else got for working in, say, like a factory or an office, where it doesn't really make sense to be making the same amount of money because you don't have the same risk to your life working in an office than you do working in a, a mine. Um, because, yeah, you can get a lot of bad things. Um, it was something that was true of other industries as well, uh, kind of in decline. Um, uh, most economic forecasts at the time were based on this idea that oil would replace coal, uh, except in power generation, which would, you know, nuclear would replace coal. So it was this sort of idea that coal was being phased out, um, which, and other episodes explore more, like the Green Death explored it, um, and another one in the future does as well. Um, it led to a, a specific problem that is still around to this day, because no one's really dealt with it. Um, was that people who had the power to do something about these problems were so far disconnected from people experiencing the problems that they didn't understand what needed to be done. So a sort of thing of like, um, they would either talk down to coal miners or, uh, you know, the sort of thing of, well, just get better jobs. Mm -hmm. When the problem was a lot of these towns were built around mining as their main infrastructure. So it's like they can't just pack up and move somewhere else to get another job. That's packing up your entire life. Um, like, you can't just get another job if you live in a mining town, that sort of thing. It's um, almost like that's relevant and you also to have, the current day and age or something. Yes, it is still relevant because it's something that was never really dealt with because instead of coal being phased out, coal flung on and no one decided to do anything about it. And still to this day, don't unless they're pushed. Um, so that's where the the kind of point of this story comes from. The idea of uh, essentially the workers versus the ruling class, but in a, not through a socialist or Marxist lens like, say, Malcolm Hulk would have written, through a more, I would argue, liberal lens of, uh, why can't we all just get along sort of deal. Mm -hmm. Um uh, the sort of relationship between people in authority long away from the problem at hand and people at the business end who feel like they're not being listened to. Uh, the original story uh, was more a direct sequel to the first Peladon episode. It had the king and everything. Uh, but the situation of uh, power dynamics and relationships was kind of opposite. Uh, it was like the people who were dishing out aid uh, were being benign and gullible uh, but for the people whom it was intended, they weren't getting any benefits. So it's sort of like a... The story that we get is like, 
uh, hey, intermediaries and middlemen are good and they can help uh, bring people together. Whereas the original story was, hey, why is there a middleman? They're basically sucking away all your resources and, and ruining everything. Um, so it's interesting that he kind of flipped the script halfway through. Uh, but yeah, the, the, this... Uh, uh, Deer is right in that part of the part of the problems in this story essentially just break down to characters unwilling to listen to other characters. Mm-hmm. And if that was the only thing in this episode of like the entire conflict is hinging on just this one person not listening, then yeah, it would have been excruciatingly painful. It's not. It is still a major part of it, but it that sort of problem of this one character doesn't want to listen basically gets resolved within the first few episodes anyway because a bigger threat comes along um yeah but by that by the time that comes along i'm checked out already well you i know it you check out very quickly with things three episodes usually things are like that i would argue a lot sooner well Um, i'm I'm saying like with with like longer episodes it tends to be three it's the same that i give like most shows that i'm watching for the first time Mm. so this episode in an attempt to be more driven and more (laughs) a little bit more overt politically because they knew they were already going to be talking about the the mines and everything the miners uh in a rather direct way um they kind of step it up another notch as well with an incredibly awkward scene of uh, Sarah basically describing women's lib to uh, uh, the Queen, who I understand what they wanted to do with the Queen Wait. and try and understand like the point of women's liberation and and have this feminist slant to it. Wait, but that's the what that it was about. They... Yes. But the problem is, Whoa. the problem is that it's still being written by a man. Um, you don't who say. Is not, uh, who doesn't understand how to write a character, a character development like that uh, for a female character. Um, it's not terrible, but it's not good. Um, but anyway, that's all the backstory for this episode. Um, what happens in the next part, dear? Uh, okay, well, the ghosty goo goes away. The doctor's just like, what? And starts to dig out. Minor leader is upset. They killed the doctor and starts to dig about as well. But they use the sonic laser instead. Also, they summon Alf, Alf again, but he doesn't seem to do anything. The miners won't work while Alf is going to fuck up shit. The doctor's like, this is so obvious. You're all dumb. And then soldiers run in and they start a fight. Sarah runs into the tunnels, sees a window and someone behind it. But they, they're like, nah, you're wrong. Pounding on the door, she takes psychic damage. She might have died. We don't know. Doctor tries to reason with the wigs. Everyone's like, yeah, sure, I guess. And then asshole wig is like, let's attack them and open this armory this time. And Sarah's like, listen, I saw someone. And they're like, nah, you're crazy. And then the guards chase after the wigs again. The doctor and the lead wig hide from them. Don't get caught. Council dude was like, the doctor's a piece of shit. We should kill him. And the princess is like, what? 
And then he's like, we got to execute the doctor. Meanwhile, the Federation and Sarah are about to be attacked again. And Sarah's on like the wing side, but is captured. And the armory door, open the armory or we'll fucking murder Sarah. So the penis opens the door. And then the princess is told about the rebellion and Ultron is like, what the fuck? And then the wings attack the guards and Sarah is taken by them as well. And the leader is like, what the fuck, angry wig dude? Why do you have guns now? So he goes to deal with them. And Plastic Suit is like, these dudes are fucking lunatics. We're going to die. Then Sarah got recaptured, brought to the temple, and she's going to be killed, of course. And then the doctor's outside the door of the temple and then just comes in and he's like, uh, I object. And then the fucking council dude is like, let me talk to uh, the statue to talk to figure out what it wants to do because I'm not going to listen to you. And then Plastic Suit is like, Sarah helped uh, open the door so she's in league with them. And the princess is like, what? And then they time to send in the doctor and Sarah to die by Alf in the pit. And the queen is like, wait, I'm the queen. I can change things. And then they run off. But before they can get there, they put the doctor and Sarah in the hole. And the queen is like, what the fuck? And then Alf attacks. And that's the, that's the part, too. Alf attacks. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I'm... That's that one movie, right? Yeah. With um, the, the people in the thing, Alpha Tax? Yeah. And then uh, later in development, they changed it to um, Marriage Story. If I remember right. And Alf lost his job. Anyway. Because he made that tweet. Um, Just tell me the backstory, please. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I already did. More. So, in whatever. an attempt to recapture the feel of the Curse of Peladon, the same director and designer were assigned to the story, which is why... Thankfully, a lot of the props uh, from the original episode still existed. Which is why it looks the same in a lot of aspects. Um, including Alpha Centauri and Agador costumes. Um, and the Ice Warrior costumes, which were initially made for the 60s episode. So they are definitely showing their age right now. Um, to reflect the fact that Alpha Centauri was now a Federation ambassador... Uh, the character was given a new, smarter-looking cloak. The original yellow one uh, was replaced by a light green version with a high collar. Why uh, Alpha Centauri looks the way that he does. Um, but, yeah, it... Initially, sort of, the original script was more Ortron and Eckersley uh, working together to turn Peladon into an independent world... Uh, reaping profit from the demand of Tricelicate, a more capitalist style um, of episode. Uh, Thalera was going to be one of the king's advisors who had been due to marry him, but was, but you know, rejected him after he kind of had an affair with Joe. Um, and Sarah and Eckersley were meant to be romantically involved. Uh, uh -huh. They kind of de denied the script because Terence Dix wanted to make sure that this season had some strong episodes to go out on so there would be development enough for Robert Holmes who was going to take over from him for the next season to essentially uh, go off on um, so he kind of especially this and the next episode heavily looked at and wanted to make sure everything was good uh, that's, I would assume that's why they changed it <laughs> um, but yeah what happens in the next part do you well, it's too late to save them, so he sings to Alf, and he goes, I peed my pants at the in and out 
uh, Haroon, 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 and then I passed out in the parking lot, Haroon, 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 and then they're safe. Good job. Hey, uh, can you get us out? And Plastic Suit basically goes, uh, some people to get some people to beat shit up, and then we'll figure it out. And Penis Grape goes, okay, calls in and asks for help while Plastic goes to get the lance, because, you know, they, you know, they gotta ask for help at this point. Council dude is pissed that the doctor lived and doesn't want to listen to his own rules at this point. Queen is, of course, trying to treat them nicely and is like, what do we do? Which is get the Wayne wig bro. Queen needs to make sure her minor people get money, too, not just the aristocrats. And then here on Peladin, things always change. But Sarah is like, women are better. What the fuck? And then the wigs are arguing and the doctor is also upset about the Federation sending in more bros. Oh, P.S. Doctor, I saw some people in the mines. You should check it out. Doctor Dude comes up and is like, uh, you don't get to talk anymore. You're fucked, bro. And the doctor tries to leave and gets caught and put in the dungeons. So Sarah goes down there instead to talk to them. Uh, while the guards are setting up the lands to fucking fight, the queen gets fucking pissed at Council Dude for being an asshole. She gets fucking pissed, tells him to stop doing shit, and Sarah is to go free while the plastic bro guards are attacked and he attacks back before they capture him. Council is pissed and the queen is also upset the troops are coming uh, that penis called in. Sarah decides to make a plan to act natural so the troops will go away, which totally will work, while the doctor is in the cell trying to steal keys. Sarah goes to find the doctor, is found by lead wig, head to the dungeon. They break the doctor out, head to the refinery, and I'm fucking furious at this point uh, because the ice warriors are here. And Plastic Suit sees the doctor and thinks he's a traitor, and before Sarah tells him they're going to the refinery... The wigs in the tunnel run into Agador, and everyone's now running and screaming, including the guards. Into the refinery we go! Wow, the breathy ice warrior things are here. Woo! That's the part two, three, whatever. I don't care. Peed my pants in the Denny's parking lot. Haroon, haroon, haroon. Anyway, um, yeah, anyway, <laughs> is that it? You got nothing else to say? Yeah, that's it. That's all of the podcast. Okay, no. um, so. At this point, um, John Pertwee's back problems had gotten severely worse, um, to the point where he was advised to not do any action scenes for the time being, because he was having a lot of problems with his back, which is why most of the time whenever there's fighting with the Doctor in this episode, it is stuntman Terry Walsh uh, in a wig, and uh, that is most obvious at the end of episode four, where there is a this fight between the Doctor and another character, um, and it is so obvious that it's someone in a wig playing the Doctor. You um, don't say. It's... Yes. Um, also, supposedly, the mineral was named Trisilicate because Barry Letts, the producer, saw it listed on the back of a tube of Boots toothpaste as one of the main ingredients. I don't know if that's fully true or not, I can't confirm it, but it's written here, and it... Yeah, that sounds like something that he would do. 
But what happens in the next part, dear? Okay, well, the doctor's a prisoner. The planet's under martial law. Wigs are like, what the fuck are we doing? Okay, maybe we rescue What's-His-Face or whatever, because he's been captured. Main helmet, Ice Warrior's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. Ice Warrior's go, everyone's going to go work to the bone, or else we're going to execute some motherfuckers. While the wigs are trying to save people and use the lance as a weapon, Queen goes, what the hell are you doing? And you don't, if you don't listen, we'll mine, our, we'll mine it ourselves for the war. And everyone hate the helmet, dude, and we'll fucking fight you all together. And in return, they're just like, yeah, fuck off, we'll blow up the planet. And the wigs rush in to help, and nearly all of them get killed. Uh, helmet dude wants to just oh. straight murder the doctor, and everyone's like, you're crazy. And he's like, I'm the only person who can help you with listen to all these things I've done. By the way, Sarah, remember about the refinery thing? And she's like, oh yeah, that dude was there. And then the Ice Warriors are acting on their own or something, or they were here the whole time. That's weird. Penis decides to go back out and tell them about the helmet bros, but the signal is jammed so they can't get it off the planet. Doctor asks everyone to go back to work and pretend to do it. All right, bye. So they wink, wink, get back to work. Wink, wink. And then the doctor goes over and turns the heat up a whole bunch because, you know, ice. And that one crazy wig bro thinks that uh, his wig leader has betrayed him and he has the lance so he's gonna blow up the entire fucking citadel even the aristocrats and the queen goes hey helmet uh we're gonna make a formal complaint about you and he's like yeah sure but uh not right now and then everyone assaults the ice warrior bros and the doctor shows one of them fighting running away and while the plan is in action sarah is caught by an ice warrior and then the doctor goes talk goes to talk to crazy bro and convince him to not do the thing he's doing but he's really crazy and then they have a sword fight for some reason and then the doctor gets his face fucking punched in a lot and they start up the sonic laser which then promptly explodes and then that's the next part oh uh. yep uh, everyone's gonna die then. Yep. Oh well. Good. Everyone's dead. Good. Good. Finally. Fuck them. Yep. So as I said, with the whole striking miners and everything, um, things were, to put it mildly, a bit fraught by the time the episode was being written and everything. It was the fifth state of emergency that the Prime Minister had imposed in just under four years. Um, as I said, uh, he, the Prime Minister uh, was basically using the restrictions as a way to make the public resentful for the fact that the miners refused to work overtime without being paid extra. Um, uh, so most workers were short-term, and television companies were ordered to close down transmissions at 10.30pm. Power restrictions were reintroduced, and there was talk of petrol rationing. Uh, even though they had more than enough fuel, it was completely manufactured crisis. Um, the Prime Minister eventually conceded that the miners were a special case, but it was already too late. Uh, he had called a snap election, so backing down was on option. He majorly fucked up, uh, and essentially, uh, he didn't win. Um, <laughs> but most companies around the time had their employees only work three days in a working week because of the power cuts and everything. Uh, so this, uh, with uh, Terrence Dix's desire to tackle more immediate issues in the series, had an obvious influence on this story. Um, but there was a bit more of a practical reason as well. 
in that um well more more practical concern for them was that um the the new year was a precise moment the BBC had opted to launch in the new season in mid December and so the episodes would have to be recorded much closer to transmission than they were really comfortable with so if like power went off or something they didn't really have time to book another day to record and everything if need be um so they 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 tended to record multiple things at the same time which led to a lot of props flying into more different things and they had short-term arrangements to make it a nightmare for everyone involved so it was a uh, more frustration as well of like hey this is really screwing up our thing so let's talk about it and get people to fucking do something about it even though when the episode came out it was kind of already dealt with at the time um the prime minister had been voted out essentially and the the miners had come to an arrangement with the government and uh mining unions um for this for the time being um uh-huh but uh, yeah it, it was it was at this time where um why this episode specifically came out at this specific time um what happened in the next part dear Okay, well, the doctor's dead, and we switched the heat off, so the ice warriors are going to go down the mines eventually. And also, let's shut off the air so that we suffocate the wig boys. And then we realize the doctor's not actually dead, and he wanders around before being found by Leaderwig, and they talk about stuff. And then the queen tries to comfort Sarah, but Penis comes in and says, Ice Dude is going to rule the planet now, at this point. So let's just put out an SOS or whatever, and then also let's pretend that the queen fainted so everybody can run from him. And then everybody runs, and the queen gets captured because her cape was stepped on, and the council duel gets fucking killed. And then time for the doctor to go into the refinery. Sarah's flipping through some cameras, sees plastic and helmet talking about shit and their undercover plans to work together. We see the wigs trying to do something and plastic hits a button, making Alf show up. Sarah also sees the doctor and runs off to go see him while he peeks in on plastic and helmet in the refinery. She finds the doctor, they say some stuff, and then helmet comes in and finds the distress beacon and gets pissy. The queen is told about everything, and she's like, I don't believe you. But then he threatens penis about Sarah and the doctor, and then into the refinery, let's fix this shit, and gives everybody air. Once the helmet rose win, plastic will apparently rule the earth, or something. And then a bunch of bros are, are burning through the door in order to get into the refinery to stop Sarah and the doctor from fucking up shit at this point, and that was the part five. That was, that was the part five, yeah. Mm-hmm. So when the when the thing blows up, um, the Sonic Lance, uh character who played Etis uh, was temporarily blinded, uh, because the magnesium flare they used to simulate an explosion uh went off in his face. Uh so he was temporarily blinded for a short amount of time. Uh because, yeah, the magnesium flare will do that if it goes off in your fucking face. That shit hurts. Um, yep. Well, it hurts your eyes. It physically doesn't hurt, but you know what I mean. Whatever. <sighs> An episode indeed. An episode fairly pushed along. Um, the The... People of Paladon, as Deera's kind of noted, uh, they all have specific hairdos. The miners kind of look like Thundercats. A little bit. Uh, the queen, it looks like 
a cat has died on her head. Um, uh, Voltron, he kind of looks like a hybrid between the two. Um, the wigs are very Bad. not that good. Um, I remember yes. a really good quote a long time ago. Um, Bad clothing does not, or bad props and clothing do not make a bad, ruin a cosplay. Bad wigs do. Or no, it was like body yeah. types and and skin color and hair color do not ruin a cosplay. Bad wigs do. That's what it was. Uh, I mean, a lot of people would... <laughs> A lot of people would argue that there's no such thing as a bad cosplay. I I kind of agree that like the centerpiece of a costume is the hair Usually. more so than the quality of like clothes and props. Mm -hmm. Cuz like clothes and props are good, but like if your hair looks incredibly fake and it isn't meant to or like it if it looks uncomfortable or not. A wig literally you, makes then... or breaks an outfit. Yeah. I, I'd say it does serve more importance. I wouldn't say it's the only thing that's important, though. Well, no, of course not. Although, if you are doing, like, you know, some sort of OnlyFans sexy cosplay, <laughs> you kind of need to get the wig right, because it's probably going to be the only thing you're wearing by the end of it. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, God, sorry. Cat is on the table and is trying to run around. Um... But yes, after after this is uh they're they're rounding down the season, uh getting getting ready to completely jump ship and get started on the new year. Um it's very very clear that uh John Pertwee himself was essentially like not going to stay for much longer unless they gave him a pay rise, because you know, his back problems were getting worse. Uh, and schedule was still kind of frustrating to him, and it's a point of like, well, if I'm gonna stay and I am the star, then probably get more money considering what it's doing to my body. Um, so he's already considering his way out in in future. Uh, when he does, uh, I don't know. I'm never gonna tell you. But what I do know is that more happens in this episode. Um. So, dear, what happens in the final part? So the doctor sends Alf to go attack uh, them and kills one of the ice dudes. And they put a plan together of attack while Helmet Dude is angry about it. But guess what? There's a secret passage we can use to get to the doctor or something. There's some stuff we could do. And then the wigs are arguing amongst themselves about Agador and the doctor makes him show up. And they're like, oh, Plastic comes in Whoa. and goes, we have the upper hand, Boy. actually, because psychic damage and uses psychic damage on him. But the doctor's just fine and keeps throwing switches while Sarah runs off. The miners attack Alf with Alf and kill Ice Bros. Sarah keeps running. The psychic damage is up to 11 and he's going to get killed. Helmet sets his guarding force Sets up his guarding force while the miners are running away. The doctor is now dead, mm -hmm. apparently. Sarah found a gun, mm -hmm. holds up plastic mm -hmm. before she's locked in the room. And because mm -hmm. he takes the gun from her. Miners run into plastic. He kills one of them. They find the queen. He, she's now at gunpoint, but they attack. 
and Helmet gets killed, and then everyone saves Sarah to go see the doctor's dead fucking body. But Plastic is alive and headed into the throne room and takes the queen hostage. Sarah stares at a dead body for a while before it blinks and wakes the fuck up from apparently a trance where he shut off all his uh, everything. And the doctor yep. seems to know exactly where to find What's-His-Face. And the doctor, Alf, and everybody are following the queen's scent using Alf as a dog. They catch up to him and Alf just fucking murders Plastic Dude, but also Alf gets murdered, which is kind of sad. And then they're like, oh, thank you. How can we repay you? Be my ambassador, whatever. Stay here. And then the doctor's like, nah, and leaves. And that's the entire episode. Oh, you missed the little, you didn't mention the really good joke that Sarah does with him, though. Of her, oh God, she, they're about to step in the TARDIS and... She's like, are you sure you don't want to stay? Like, a lovely civil service job? You know, you'd be, you'd be comfortable here? And then the doctor just being like, no, get in the TARDIS. And mm. she just goes, I don't want to get in between you and your career. Mm-hmm. And then he grabs her by the ear and says, get in the TARDIS. <laughs> oh, that's a good little joke. Their, their relationship is great. Um... The Doctor and Sarah. But anyway, um, I don't need to ask what you thought of this. You've made it incredibly clear. Mm. Um, if anyone else hasn't picked up on it, feel free to tell them right now. <laughs> Zero? Like, I never want to fucking horror. watch this like ever um, again. So, anyway, next week, The Monster of Peladon Part 2. Are you fucking kidding me? Um, no. Next week is Planet of the Spiders, dear. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's right. We're going to Spider Town. Uh, 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 population Arachnids. Yep. Uh, there's eight people living there. Get it? Because spiders have eight legs. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's just a little joke between... Me and, me and all the arachnids out there. <laughs> you have arachnophobia. Shut the fuck up. Yes, I do. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> next week, Planet of the Spiders. Uh, another amazing six-parter. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of fun happens here, I believe. Uh, get ready for it. I think Deer is going to be scared by all of the spiders. And oh, yeah. there definitely isn't any sort of mention of, uh, you know, old ones or great ones or eldritch beings at all. Yeah, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so Planet of the Spiders. Let's 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 get let's get spidery next week, dear. No, I don't want to. Let's get spidery. Okay, well, you're going to anyway. Nah. Goodbye. Bye.